Beautiful friends, and welcome back to Faith Field Woman. This is your host, Kristen. And today we are going to look at what scripture says about marriage and love. This is a replay because I am hoarse. And so for the next several episodes, it will be a replay from over a year ago when I was first getting going with the podcast. Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith Field Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've been given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what he has for us? Hi, I'm Kristen. I am an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God to design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited, and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God and your family, this is the podcasting community for you. And today we are going to talk about marriage, about love. What does the Bible say? And what is reality for so many of us? You know, I have been married, uh, let's see, over 22 years. And, you know, let's be honest, uh, you know, it, it takes commitment. It takes compromise. It takes continuously putting in effort to our relationship, to our marriage. It takes commitment of putting the other person first many times so that we can really, you know, be that extension of love in that relationship. So here's a couple things that um, scripture says about um, marriage. Okay, it says in, in 1 Peter 4, 8, it says, Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love can, covers a multitude of sins. And then we have Ephesians five twenty one. No. Then we have Ephesians four thirty two. Be kind to each other tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And then uh, Romans 12, 10, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. Uh, I mean, there's obviously so many Bible verses about love and about even marriage, you know, a man and a husband and wife. But those are just three that I decided to share because I think they kind of get to much of the heart right of a marriage and i think the struggle is you know it's not that we don't try to love the person but you know there's stress there's pressures there's money you know financial sometimes woes there's hardship there might be you know hard things right with our kids with parents our parents but at the end of the day it's that we have to choose to keep showing up we have to keep choosing to show the person that we are married to that we love them. So that could be right through our actions and through our words, through our support for them, through our encouragement to them. And it's it's every day showing up and deciding that we are going to be, you know, in union with this person. And I think it's easy sometimes, you know, marriage, like sometimes they say there's, you know, just like the four seasons, there's four seasons of marriage, right? spring, summer, winter, fall. And while that could be true, it's up to us to keep rekindling that love and to keep or to be um, reflective of our role in the marriage. You know, we can't just always look at the spouse and say, you know, I didn't like how you talked to me or, you know, I didn't like what you did. I mean, you know, of course, we need to have honest communication, right? And that's definitely one key. You know, I think some of the keys are honest and open communication, 
that's done without, you know, threat or being attacked. And then there's respect. We have to have respect for each other and we have to be able to trust each other. And then we have to have love. And so what I would say is we also have to be able to be self-reflective and see, are we being honest? Are we being opened? Are we being truthful? And are we respecting our spouse? And then are we showing them love? Or are we holding one or more of those things from them? Because maybe we're hurt. Maybe we're hurting. And this is an ongoing thing. This is an everyday thing and every week, every month, and every year thing in a marriage. Because we've chosen to walk this path, right, of being a partner, this having this union with someone. And so what I would encourage you to do, and I have to wholeheartedly do in my marriage as well, is you know, when I look back, maybe at uh, the day before, maybe something didn't go how I wanted. Maybe I said something or my spouse said something that frustrated me or upset me. Maybe I was shorter than I realized I was, or maybe what I meant and what they heard were two very different things. Well, I have to have a little time by myself to decide what were my actions, you know, all the things I said. Was it opened? Was it honest? Was it clear? Was it truthful? Um, was it, you know, in love, right? Whatever I did or said, was it, was it really from a place of love or was it from a place of fear or envy or, you know, um, hurt, you know, maybe my expectations, you know, maybe I was, um, upset because I thought we were going to do one thing and we didn't, you know, so I have to realize what was my role in that conversation or in that, those words. And if I find, or any of us find that, you know, gosh, hmm, maybe I could have done a better job here or what was really going on, we have to be willing to adjust, to shift and to tell the person, you know, yeah, maybe yesterday I wasn't having the best day. And, you know, this is sort of what happened, you know, and I'll try to do better. And I love something I recently heard. It was by Mark Gropes, who's a human connection specialist, but he's basically talking about how so many of us struggle When our partner, for instance, gives us feedback, you know, we might consider it criticism, but we might get defensive or we get reactive. And let's be honest, I don't know about you, but I've been there and done that so many times over the 20 plus years. And as has my husband, you try not to, but it happens. And so what I love that he said is the way to combat defensiveness is to say these words, which are going to feel like cement in your mouth probably when we first do this. And I'm just starting to try to implement this, but we should say to our partner, if they just provide us with feedback on maybe our communication or maybe the way we presented something or maybe the way we were acting. And our response would be, I can see some truth in what you're saying. Wow. Now, obviously, we're not saying that you're fully agreeing with what the person says or how they perceived it. But what you're doing is you're stopping the defensive um, merry-go-round, if you will, you know, where if I say, well, I don't like your tone. And they say, I didn't have a tone. Right. And it just it starts escalating. And then I'm trying to say why you did have a tone and you're trying to say why you didn't have a tone. And so, you know, it just starts this like uh, escalation, if you will. So I love how simple that is. If we could all just try applying something like that to our conversations, you know, especially in our marriage. So remember, if if you're 
spouse or anyone is saying to you, Hey, you know, I, I, the way you said that to me, I, you know, I just, it bothered me or whatever they say. You listen, maybe you ask for some clarity, right? And some explanation before you get defensive, before you try to explain it away. And then as you listen and do try to listen, not be trying to figure out your response, you know, to combat them. You say, I can see some truth in what you're saying, or I can see some truth in what you're saying about, and then fill in the blank with something they just brought up to you. Another strategy that I've talked to someone else I've had on my other podcast about is in a, in a conversation and communication with others, there's only two things that all conversations are trying to lead to. One of them is to have emotional and emotional connection with someone or support. Okay. That's the first area. And the second one is basically, you know, where we're looking to resolve something where we are trying to figure something out. You know, we're, we're looking for, we're, we're trying to problem solve, you know, whatever it might be. But so the point is, is we have to understand the context when we're the listener of what, what is the person trying to tell us and why, you know, what, what's the outcome they're looking for. In other words, are they sharing what happened in their day because they want to have emotional um, support, an emotional connection with us, or are they actually looking for a solution? But if we would pay attention and understand that there's different signals and things people need from these, these conversations with us, wow, how much different our conversations could really be. And then when we're talking, if we make it clear, what is it we need from the other person? Too often we start a conversation and we don't make it clear what is it we want from them. Do we just want to share with them? In other words, we just want that connection, that relatability with our partner, or do we want them to help us in a different way during that conversation? Uh, Do we want an outcome? And then the other thing I would say is sometimes we have tough topics to talk about or stressful topics. And often what what happens is we bring the topics up at the wrong time. And by wrong time, I just mean you're in the middle of making dinner. You're about to run out the door. You just got home. So we're already wound up or we haven't had time to decompress. And then our significant other or ourselves to our other significant other will bring something up. And then we wonder why it doesn't go well. So for conversations like that, a lot of, you know, experts and people recommend setting a safe time and place up to talk about the topic. So we know we're coming to the table to go over certain information, you know, and we're going to come with an open mind and respect and sort of some ground rules, if you will. You know, how long are we going to have, you know, talk about this topic and sort of what are we trying to accomplish in that, in that conversation? So that's the other thing I would recommend for you is to try to incorporate more of that into your marriage. And I would just leave you with this scripture in Proverbs 3, 3 through 4. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. So I think the challenge for all of us that are married is just how do we show up every day and just try to be our best selves in our marriage. 
And obviously, if you're struggling and you're really going through hard times, you know, we sh- you should get help. You know, seek help. Help. A lot of churches have, um, of, of course, you can see a pastor, you can see a counselor. And then there's lots of other programs that have Christian or Judeo-Christian counselors that you can talk to. There's programs, there's books, there's so much stuff. Of course, there's the Bible. But I'm just saying, sometimes we do need to get help and guidance to get through maybe where we're at with something going on in our marriage. And I would encourage you to do that if that's where you're at, instead of staying in that place for longer and longer. But at the end of the day, I think there can always be hope, you know, unless we're talking about, you know, some an abusive situation. I'm not talking about things like that. But for the rest of us, you know, it just takes showing up every day, each of us, in trying to show up in love, trying to show up to serve that relationship. You know, how can we be a great, you know, wife or husband, uh, you know, and then of course, if we have children that extends into parent. So like anything else, it doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean it's easy. We just need to keep showing up and put love first in those other things, open communication and trust and respect. Uh, so here's to a beautiful marriage in 2022 and continuing to do the work to show up and love our spouses. Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to be encouraged and lifted up, I have a seven-day encouragement challenge. If you'd like to sign up, go to faithfueledwoman.com and just enter your email address and you will be sent seven days of Christian encouragement and inspiration to your inbox. Thanks again for listening to Faith Fueled Woman. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us get discovered by more people spread more hope in the world. Thanks again for listening in.